When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. Hi Reds, James Pierce here at St James's Park where the full-time whistle went a few minutes ago and it finished Newcastle United 1, Liverpool 2, a quite frankly ridiculous victory for Jurgen Klopp's side against the odds, playing with only 10 men for, for more than an hour, looked, looked doomed to defeat and all the negativity that would have brought going into the, the final week of the transfer window, yet Darwin Nunes, the hero, coming off the bench and you know, what a... What an impact the big Uruguayan had. So coming up, we'll, have, we'll bring you all the post-match reaction from St. James's Park. We'll hear the best bits from Jürgen Klopp's press conference. And my colleague, Greg Evans, will also drop in with his take. Claimed it. Salah took it. Rolled it up here for Nunez to win it! So it's all over here at St. James's Park. And Liverpool's unbeaten start to the season is still intact. To make that seven points out of a possible nine so far. And wow, you know, we've been treated to some... Pretty dramatic victories over the course of Jurgen Klopp's Anfield reign, but uh, that one today has to be right up there in terms of in terms of the odds being stacked against Liverpool and to put it out the fire in in the manner in which they did. They they, they looked doomed at half time. It was a pretty wretched opening 45 minutes where you know a, a mistake from Trent Alexander Arnold gifted the opener to Anthony Gordon. He was allowed to run through and slot past Alisson Becker and then even worse followed moments later when Virgil van Dijk sent off for that foul on Alexander Isak um, I think it's one that will be much debated I think from from my point of view I think I wasn't sure at first but when I looked at the replays I think van Dijk does catch him before he plays the ball only minor but I think once, once the contact's there and the referee gives the foul he has no option but to send van Dijk off so Massively frustrating, but um, yeah, I don't think you know. A week ago, we were we were sat here moaning about a dreadful decision with McAllister's red card against Bournemouth. I don't think this one today is is anywhere near in that kind of category. Um, you know, af- after that, you kind of couldn't really see a, a way back into it from Liverpool. I mean, they had Alisson Becker. How many times have we said that? You know, a miraculous save from him, keeping out Almiron's shot, tipping that onto onto the woodwork and then you know it was you know for for stages in that second half Liverpool were just absolutely camped inside their own half and it was it was only really in the the last kind of 20-25 minutes where where they actually started to break out started to ask some questions of Newcastle on the counter-attack and I think you've got to give Klopp credit for his substitutions because um, I thought they did change the flow of the game Harvey Elliott and Diego Jota both did well coming on for Endo and Gagpo just before the hour mark. And then, of course, you know, the man of the moment, Darwin Nunes, he came on with young Gerald Kwanzaa, who was making his first team debut for Matip. Nunes came on for McAllister. And then, well, you know, when, when McAllister rifles home, you know, the, 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 his first one, you think, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be amazing to escape from here with a point having been down to 10 men for so long and yet deep into stoppage time? 
You know, a lovely pass from Mohamed Salah sent Nunes away again and from a, a very, very similar area, he absolutely lashed it beyond Nick Pope and those celebrations between the players, the staff and the away end up in the gods in the stand to my left here will live long in the memory. Nunes' name being chanted repeatedly. Uh, he was. You could see what it meant to him and... Um, yeah, there was only one place to start, really, when I spoke to Jurgen Klopp after the game. I asked him about Darwin Nunes and, and what he'd said to him when he brought him on in those closing stages. And also, you know, what he thinks that two-goal, you know, hero shift that he put in could, could do for him going forward. Definitely, but, but what I said to Darwin has no influence on, on, what, on his performance. So it's, uh, I mean, because, uh, but um, um, Pat Linus, you know, we can speak to him and that's what he did. And uh, I just give him a hug and, and, and encourage him to go out there and fight for the team, so that's it, but there's nothing else. Darwin was like, we had that before, he's not happy for not starting, so that's how it is, but somebody in this early stages of the season, somebody cannot start, you cannot have 11 players and play them all the time, so we need to find stability, is the discussions just start too early, I don't know if the, the, the public discusses it, but of course players are not happy. Well, after the national break, we play every three days, nobody can play all the games, so we have to make sure that we have different options to, to go for and we have to, to, we need to create a new way to play football and of course Darwin can be a super part of that, if he, his, uh, his key strengths are, are exceptional, absolutely, but we need to find stability as well, so for him everything will be fine, um, it's just maybe it had to be like this. If he wouldn't have been that angry and start the game today, he wouldn't score in the last in, in, in the last six minutes or whatever. So let's take it like that. It was certainly interesting hearing Jurgen Klopp there talk about how Darwin Nunes was was almost fired up by that kind of desire to prove to the manager that he deserves more minutes. Of course, he only had small cameo roles at, against Chelsea and Bournemouth in the opening two weekends of the season. Again, same here today but uh, he couldn't have done any more could he to force his way into that starting lineup when Aston Villa visit Anfield next Sunday um, and I really hope this is the start of something it feels like Darwin Nunes has just been waiting for that big moment in a Liverpool shirt that that kind of reel where he can just puff his chest out and say yes I am the main man you know I, I'm ready to to embrace of course you know being being the Liverpool number nine after that shirt number switch that he, he wanted this summer when Roberto Firmino left the club. So, yeah, I really hope this is the start of something for Nunes. He, you know, when you look at his numbers at Benfica, he exploded in the second season after a pretty average first season at the club. And, you know, that's, that's certainly the hope for everyone connected with Liverpool, that history repeats itself on that front. Um, Jurgen Klopp was also asked about the impact of his other substitutes because, uh, yeah, I certainly think you'd have to reserve some praise for, for Jota and Harvey Elliott who uh, helped swing the game back Liverpool's way with, with their remarkable impact. We thought we'd make the changes early um, to do that and, um, and that's why, yeah, it's like that. Jota is a top player. He was ill two days ago, so he might have started or not, who knows. But there's a top player coming on and Harvey throws his heart on the pitch uh, to help this team. So then from after the next change, he played even a double six when we brought, when we brought Darwin. Um, a position in a game like this, he didn't play often, we are I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, you're right, Darwin gets the headlines, rightly so, because he, whatever we did before, if he doesn't, if he's not doing that, we're sitting here playing a good game, losing one nil, and um, going home with nil points. It's a completely different feeling. That's how it looked, actually. I think pretty long. 
the new cars didn't get through really, and uh, but we we had, I think this, I think it was the Diogo Mo situation. But I think everybody in the stadium then thought, oops, we have to be careful there as well. Until then, it was just possession, and we had our little moments. Um, so, super special for us today. For the latest subscription offers, head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Of course, there's no escaping the topic of controversy attached to this game. And uh, that certainly got a good airing in Klopp's press conference as well. Two two major things to address with him. One was obviously Newcastle were furious that Trent Alexander-Arnold wasn't sent off early on. You know, they, they felt he should have had a second yellow for blocking off Anthony Gordon uh, only about a minute or so after he'd been he'd been booked for uh, for throwing the ball away. But, um, you know, Klopp was at pains to point out that the fourth official had actually told Klopp that, that Trent was actually fouled by Anthony Gordon prior to the, the first yellow. So I think he, he felt that would have been incredibly harsh if, if Trent had gone for that. Klopp Klopp said he was a bit non-committal on the Van Dyke red card. I think I think he, you know he said yes there is some contact, but you know he didn't feel as if it was a red card yet. You know as we know once once a player makes a challenge like that in a, in such a dangerous area, especially centrally, um, you know I think when you play the man first and you are the last man, you're always going to run the risk of the red card. Gordon drifting off Alexander Arnold, feeding up here for Isak Van Dyke's challenge. This is what Jurgen Klopp had to say on the controversies. Not surprisingly, Eddie Howe felt that uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold was a lucky man to stay on the pitch. Observation. There's a foul on Trent Alexander-Arnold, which is not given. A clear in front of the fourth official. Fourth official says to me, yes, it's a foul. Rep doesn't give it, and then Trent kicks the ball away. His fault, bam. Yellow. Next situation is, 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 the, is the thing. If you want a yellow, a second yellow, if he gives it, he gives it. I, but I didn't think it is. It's, you have need to have this little space to keep a game going. Like um, you take him off and take the, the, the half off, and then watch a curiosity of a football game. I, I'm not sure that um, how it should be. I I don't think it's a red card. I don't think it's 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 just pretty much pretty much no contact, very little, and it's on the way to the ball. But what can I say? It's not the decision is like this, and I cannot change it, and I don't want it. It's just um, would I visit a training game? Definitely not. But um, there are reasons why I'm not a ref, and they are. This is Walk On, your dedicated Liverpool podcast from the Athletic. Hi Reds, Greg Evans here, still trying to get my breath after such an incredible end to that game. Quite quite amazing really how Liverpool were able to, to turn it around and, and dig in so deep and just keep Newcastle at bay really when, when there were times where you thought that the overloads um, in midfield uh, and in attack would just prove to be prove to be too much and, and at some point Liverpool might crumble. But fair play to them uh, and great to see. Trent Alexander-Arnold there at the end, letting out that huge roar of him. Uh, roar, well, clearly a very emotional day for him. Um, not quite having the best of times, is he? And he? I'm almost starting to feel sorry for him because we know what a brilliant player he he is. He's fantastic in p- possession. He gets forward so 
so often and to such great effect, but it's just not going right for him in defence at the moment. You know, we, we've seen the Bournemouth game uh, last week when he was at fault early on in the game and caused the goal, you know, for, for Bournemouth's opener. Yes, he's, his performance was brilliant after that. Um, you know, all the attacking moments that he had uh, and the way that he was able to create so many other chances for Liverpool made a real big difference. But it was the same at St James's Park, you know, really tough opening period for him. He was very fortunate to stay on the pitch, you know, a silly, a silly first yellow card, but unfortunate in some circumstances because it did feel like he was pushed by Anthony Gordon. So, you know, that, that, that felt to me like it was a foul in the first place. So he was just reacting and, and throwing the ball away, almost in a bit of anger and frustration of his own. But... You just can't do that now. You know that you're going to get a booking for it. It's the new part of the new rules. So, for him to, for him to, for him to nudge Gordon and and concede that foul literally just a minute later, um, he just felt like he wasn't. He just felt like he lost his his composure really, um, and got caught up in the moment. Fair play to him after for for fronting up and speaking and and going into some detail about how hostile how hostile the crowd is at St James's Park um, and how when they're on top of you it can become very difficult um, and you know he almost smiled and just knew that he'd made a mistake and kind of got away with one so yeah very fortunate to to stay on the pitch early on but massively important actually for, for Liverpool that he did because he was able to play a part in that dogged performance um, and, and and eventually get Liverpool over the line so yeah, obviously Darwin Nunes is going to be the man who who hogs all the headlines and and rightly so. Two brilliant finishes, um, but yeah, I think we've just got to spare a little bit of a thought for for Alexander Arnold at, at this difficult time for him. Um, obviously, the Liverpool fans will will get fully behind him um, and try and offer him that support, but it feels like he does need that additional support from from home supporters at the moment because it's not quite going for him in 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 the defensive areas. Um, uh, and you know it's something that, that Liverpool are going to need to keep an eye on in, in the weeks ahead. I think the biggest thing for me coming away from St James's this evening is um, you know what a huge positive that was to see Liverpool dig deep and fight and the spirit they've shown because this is effectively a new group isn't it you know new faces some real big leaders that have left the club this summer and lots of questions have been asked about you know all that all that kind of leadership that they've lost and and how they would cope without them and I think to not fold to dig deep in the way they did and you know I think you should go through the you could almost go through the team in terms of Alisson again you know immense you know I think you'd have to Special mention to Joel Matip and then, of course, Joe Gomez coming off the bench after Van Dijk got sent off. You know, two centre-backs who have taken a fair bit of criticism. People have, you know, quite rightly, I think, have been saying that Liverpool don't have enough depth in that department. But both Gomez and Matip, you know, put in a real shift, put their bodies on the line and, and ensured that Newcastle didn't get that second goal that would have, would have killed the game off. Um, you know, I thought, again, the way that Trent recovered from a really difficult opening 30, 40 minutes. Robertson on the other side, you know, combative as anything. Zabozlai, I mean, he's, he's a machine, isn't he, in terms of his athleticism. And, you know, for the second week in a row, he's having to do the running of two players, really, with Liverpool down to 10 men for the second successive weekend. And, um, yeah, no doubting about the man at the moment in terms of Darwin Nunes. He'll quite rightly 
hog the headlines and that's who I'm about to write about probably about a thousand words about but um, you know the biggest takeaway for me today is that is that fight that spirit that resilience um, because as Klopp said you know we need to he said we need to create a new spirit he said big stories need key moments and today was definitely a key moment he said and um, yeah it was I think that's the that's the thing I think that that will really lift morale because we, we know what football's like you know you lose here doom and gloom your, your captain's sent off your other centre-half in Canate is injured suddenly there's big pressure going into that game against Villa next weekend you know, Darwin Nunes doing that for Liverpool today just lifts all that injects some positivity and yes of course we still will want to see Liverpool add at least one or two new faces to the squad before the window shuts but you know that that is a big big victory for them to to build on and for for what is a, a pretty new look group to to have that shared experience to to really kick on from here so um yeah i think i'll leave it to klopp to talk about just what that victory meant to him yeah for today absolutely everything i think in my more than thousand games i coach or manage whatever i want to say i never had a game like this that's the truth not that we never turned games we did that but uh, with 10 men in an atmosphere like this, against an opponent like this. Oh, no, I, I don't, not only that I can't remember, I'm pretty sure it never happened. Because these moments are rare and super special. And, um, but I thought the boys deserved it today. Uh, because with 10 men, we played better and gave Newcastle a proper game. Before that, it was a bit wild with opposite advantages for Newcastle with the 1-0. We didn't play calm enough. We were we fell under pressure where we had, wouldn't have to. Uh, in half time, we showed the boys one situation. There was an offensive situation where Trent passed the ball behind the line to Cody Gakpo, where he comes from the left wing into the right from the right wing, where we can just get into their box and and having finishing situations. Two things were clear in half time. We cannot concede a second. Oh, three things have to be clear. Trent cannot get another yellow card. We cannot concede a second. Um, and if that happens, then we have a chance. To, and that's what the boys obviously... Yeah, they were ready to work super hard. And in the other moments they had... Um, we, I think before Darwin scored, we had already chances. Like the, 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 what I remember now is the, the, the Diogo pass to Mo which is unfortunately about maybe at our moment so and that's important that, that's important and you we, I think we were a year ago we were in a similar situation we were tuned up and then red card and from that moment on we didn't play football anymore <laughs> so it's obviously difficult that's it's not that easy and I can imagine how, how Eddie and, and Newcastle is feeling now but these things happen but usually when anyway but that didn't happen today because my boys kept believing and I'm, I'm really happy Athletic.